catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, August 11th. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Elliot Trito. And this is The Point from WUFT News. Florida is home to 10 major professional sports franchises in five major sports. I spoke with WMFE's Talia Blake about how sports leagues like the XFL affect Florida's economy. Here's Talia. I talked with Rollins College professor Mark Johnston, and we kind of just went through the economic impact of sports leagues and also not just how it affects the economy, but how it affects the individuals here. So fans per se, we looked at how much would it really cost if you were going to a game because it's more than just the ticket price. You're going to look at parking, food. There's all these other things that are joined into that. We also talked about the XFL, which is supposed to start up this coming February and how it's going to be different from some other minor leagues that were here. We've previously had the Orlando Predators. The AAF a few years ago ended super suddenly because they ran out of money all of a sudden before like the championship game. So we kind of talked about how the XFL is structured a little bit different with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock and his partners and how they're funding it. So we talked about that, which was really interesting Then we just also talked about, you know, like, could Central Florida Orlando handle another major league franchise? And Mark Johnston was saying that we have a lot of competition here. We have the NBA, which is the magic, and we have major league soccer with Orlando City. But if you're looking at the NFL, they're not really looking at Orlando when you already have Tampa right down the road with the Bucks. You've got the Dolphins down in Miami. You've got the Jaguars up in Jacksonville. So there's a lot of competition there already. So that kind of makes it also interesting with the XFL coming here and and making an Orlando team. Now, can you explain to me what the XFL is and why is it important that Orlando has a team? The XFL is a minor football league and there'll be eight teams and Orlando will be one of them coached by former NFL player Terrell Buckley. And it's really important because, you know, minor leagues can be stepping stones for some players into the major leagues. Also, Orlando doesn't have a minor league football team. I believe it was back in 2019 that the AAF suddenly ended and there were a lot of fans here that were for the Orlando Apollos. So there's a want for minor league football in the area. Your article touched on incentives and tax breaks that teams can get. Can you go into more detail on that? Sometimes when a franchise is moving to a city or a league is moving to a city, they could get potential incentives or tax breaks. But Johnston kind of said that here in Florida, that doesn't happen a lot. They're not overly aggressive in offering those kinds of breaks when you're thinking about infrastructure costs and things like that. He said that sometimes they could offer incentives, especially if the stadium is owned by the city. So things like rent or giving extra revenue back to the team in some sort of way or some sort of formula, but not a tax break per se on what they're doing. Now, let's say I'm in Orlando and I want to go see a game like the Orlando Magic. How much money should I expect to spend? Okay, so you've got your ticket, but going to a game is more of an experience and there are more things added on to that experience than just the ticket entry and your seat into the game. For one, you're going to have to pay for parking. That's just how it is. You're going to have to pay for parking, whether it's at the stadium or a little lot around the stadium, you're going to have to pay for parking. So that's an added cost. 
then you might get hungry while you're at the game. You might get thirsty while you're at the game. It's a few hours long, you know? So that's an added cost. Maybe you want to go out with your friends after the game because your team won. That's an added cost. Maybe you want to get some gear because you're a super fan. That's an added cost. And we know jerseys and stuff like that aren't cheap. So that's an added cost. And before you know it, you could spend a hundred plus whatever dollars. That was WMFE's Talia Blake on how sports leagues in Florida affect the economy. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. A UF faculty survey showed a desire to leave and low confidence in leadership. According to the Tampa Bay Times' Divya Kumar, a recent survey suggests many faculty members aren't ready to move on from the current administration. It offers a grim picture of faculty morale, with many members indicating they would leave if they could, and a majority expressing little confidence in the university's leadership. More than 70% expressed doubts that the Board of Trustees would pick a new president with academic priorities. The 32-question survey was sent to 2,000 faculty in the bargaining unit and yielded 623 responses. It asked faculty across each college to rank how strongly they agreed, disagreed, or were neutral about statements. 65% expressed concerns that administrators were not held accountable. Almost three-quarters of the respondents said they were concerned over whether the UF Board of Trustees, quote, ensures that the university is free from undue political influence. As students in Putnam County head back to the classroom, the school district is undergoing a significant renovation plan to repair and rebuild aging schools. According to News 4 Jax's Ashley Harding, students, parents, and other Putnam County voters will soon be asked to sign off on a bond program totaling $300 million. Though it's a lot of money, Putnam County School District Superintendent Dr. Rick Surency said it's needed as its schools are very old. In fact, according to the district, Putnam County's classrooms are some of the oldest in the state of Florida. In November, Putnam County voters will face that challenge head-on at the polls. If they agree to the plan, the district will sell bonds in increments as needed. They would total out to $300 million and be paid off over 30 years. A Florida license plate has reopened the debate over the Don't Tread on Me flag. According to NPR's Scott Newman, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently tweeted an image of what he said was a new state license plate featuring a coiled rattlesnake and the words Don't Tread on Me and said it sends a, quote, clear message to out-of-state cars. The imagery of the Revolutionary War era Gadsden flag dates to Benjamin Franklin. Still, for many, it has come to symbolize a far-right extremist ideology and the, quote, Stop the Steal movement that sought to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. But such plates have gotten pushed back, not only in Florida, but in states such as Kansas, Missouri, and Virginia, where similar plates have been available in some cases for years as fundraising tools for various organizations. Rachel Carroll Rivas, Deputy Director of Research and Analysis for the Intelligence Project at the Southern Poverty Law Center, says it's clear that the flag has been used for some, quote, really awful causes, most notably the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito. And I'm Jacob Sedesi. And you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday. Thursday.